Hello and welcome to my Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins. If you're a new listener, this is a weekly podcast featuring pilgrims who have walked the Camino de Santiago. Pilgrims tell the story of their Camino. If you want to subscribe, go to the podcast icon on your phone and click on search and find My Camino, the podcast. Then click on subscribe and it will automatically appear on your phone each Tuesday night, Sydney time. I read an unlikely quote this week from the Icelandic singer, Bjork. She said, there's something about the rhythm of walking, how after about an hour and a half, the mind and body can't help getting in sync. It's so true. My guest this week has recently returned and completed another Camino. Joanne Cashman is a Camino guide for women, and her company, Camino Journeys for Women, offers a unique guided walking experience for small groups of women along the ancient pilgrim paths we know as the Way of St. James. She's on the line from Victoria. Joanne, welcome. Hi, Dan. Thank you. Well, you've just returned home from another Camino. How did how far did you walk this time around? Uh, we walked the last 100 kilometres from Saria. So if I were to ask you how many Caminos you have walked, that's the first part of the question. The second part of the question is how many Compostelas do you have? <laughs> okay, so um, I have walked four Caminos um, from Saria. To, uh, well, I've done different ones. So in 2011, I walked from St. John to Santiago, other than 90 kilometres. Um, and then in 2014, I went back and walked those last those 90 kilometres in the middle that I missed. Um, and then also was a hospitalaris. Uh, in 2015, I went back and walked from Saria to Santiago and then from Santiago to Finisterre and Finisterre to Moshia. And then this year, I've only just I've returned home recently and and guided my my women's trip um, from Saria to Santiago. Why did you miss the ninety k's? What happened there? Um, what had happened was that oh, I actually walked the last hundred kilometres of the Portuguese also. So um, what happened in the middle of the, my first Camino was that um, I was totally unprepared. I didn't. Ha- it was really divine intervention that brought me over to the Camino and I had a brand new everything I'd bought in Ireland. Um, so my hiking shoes were not were not um, broken in, so therefore they were causing me a lot of pain and a lot of blisters. So I couldn't walk any further and I had to bus it and taxi it to Leon so I could buy new shoes. So that was um, the reason... Yeah, okay, so that explains the 90k interlude. Now tell us about the divine intervention that brought you there. I didn't know about this. Oh, okay, so so what had happened was that um, I was walk- working on a cruise ship. I'd recently got a job working on a cruise ship. And anyway, so my plan was that I would save all my money whilst I was working on that cruise ship and then I'd go to uh, England, Ireland and Spain. Um, anyway, my itinerary that I was given when I was employed, I was going to go to Alaska. Um, so I was going to go around the Pacific Islands, New Zealand, Tasmania, and then do the Atlantic crossing and then go to Alaska. 
Anyway, halfway through my contract, uh, I got email from head office and said, hey, Joe, change your plans. We need you to swap over ships and we need you to go to here. So anyway, um, I read the itinerary and sure enough, I was going to go to England, Ireland and Spain. So I really I really mean it when I say, you know, um, the universe moved oceans and mountains so that I could go do my Camino. <laughs> so, okay, so you're on the cruise ship. Mm-hmm. You end up in this in, in the region of Spain and 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 and, and Europe, but how mm-hmm. did you end up disembarking and having the the opportunity to walk the Camino? Well, I'd finished my my seven month contract and I was actually in England. So then, rather than come home, I said, you know, well, I'm gonna disembark here at once my Camino, uh, once my contract is over. And then I'm going to go do what I needed to do. I wanted to go visit my aunt who lived in England. And then I was going to go visit my dad's family and his relatives um, in Ireland, um, where my cousin was kind enough to take me to the local hiking gear and get all myself fitted out for for the Camino. Then I was there for a little while. And then I raced off to... um, to do the Camino so from there. How, so how did you first hear about it? Do you remember the Camino? Yeah, I do. Um, what had happened was that I was in between jobs and a girlfriend of mine uh, rang me and said, oh, look, I've just finished reading this book, uh, The Spirit of the Camino by Shirley MacLaine. Yeah. And she goes, oh, it sounds fantastic. And I go, oh, okay. And she went on a little bit about it and she was getting quite excited. And I've gone, oh, that sounds really, really good. And she goes, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go alone. I go, oh, okay, no worries. So that was really pretty much the start of how I first was aware about the Camino. And, and so you're in Ireland. You've, you've got your stuff. Mm-hmm. You, you've really, it's fallen into your lap. And, and as you say, you know, it's, it's, it's all the worlds have, have aligned to, to enable you to do it. Were you aware then, Joanne, that there was a, a spiritual aspect to it, an energy. They talk about the the mystical part of or the mystical aspect of the Camino. Were you were you aware of it then? Well, I was aware of it because Shirley MacLaine's book is very different oh, sure, to a lot of, of the others. Yeah, and so of course, you know, her experience on the Camino was was quite um, quite mystical. So you know, I was aware of that also. I, I want to take a step back. And you've just returned from a, a Camino. Uh, you, you walked from Saria. How many mm-hmm. pilgrims accompanied you on this latest trip? Four women. And how was the weather? Well, a couple of days. So there was about uh, six days, for about four days that it rained on us, um, just most of the day. And the rest of the days were fine. So how long did it take you to walk from Saria? Oh, it was only, it was six days that I had broken up the itinerary. So it was twenty kilometres on the first two days, and fifteen kilometres on the second two days, um, the middle days, and then twenty kilometres and twenty kilometres. So. Was it busy? Look, to be quite honest, it wasn't as busy as it was in two thousand and fifteen. So it was it was quite surprising. So how often do you plan to take tours then, Joe? So every year. So I fit that in around my other um, commitments. Yeah. And so once a year I go. And we're going to talk later about your other commitments and some of the other things you do because it fits perfectly in 
with the Camino and and, and the and and what a lot of pilgrims feel and and talk about. But let me ask you, Joe, what do you tell women who want to walk the Camino when they ask if it's too hard? Look, it's it's really not too hard if you train. You know, if you you can do whatever part of it that you like. Um, you know, the women who come with me, they know it's the last hundred kilometres. It's all really about their flexibility and freedom of what they'd like to do. I had an 82-year-old and a 79-year-old come along with me this time. And, you know, they walked as much as they could and then, you know, they jumped in a taxi and, and they knew that they knew their limits and, and they were fine with that. And my next question is, are they ever too old? And I think you've just answered it in a way, haven't you? Pretty much. Pretty much, you know. Um, people just want to do it because they want to do it. And that they don't really, you know, they, they just have to be aware of their own limitations, really. Do you recommend to them that they train before they go? Oh, definitely. Um, absolutely. You know, I didn't on my first Camino. I knew nothing about it. I was quite ignorant. And, you know, because I was on a cruise ship and I never really, um, um, it wasn't really something that I was, I was prepared for, you know. It was just, okay, well, you're going over here. And then when I was over there, I was like, okay, well, now I'm, now I'm just going to go. So, you know, I was lucky that I am quite fit and quite healthy. I do walk everywhere most times anyway. But definitely, you know, I always say to everybody who I talk to, you know, the more training that you can do, the more um, enjoying your Camino is going to be for you. You know, if you're physically fit, it'll have an impact on every part of your emotionally um, physically and mentally. Wow, that's a great message. We talked about the spiritual aspect of the Camino. Do you see it emerge in your pilgrims that you take with you? You know, it's interesting that you ask that. You know, sometimes you sort of think, oh, you know, I wonder how this is going to affect, you know, each person. But it affects them differently. And sometimes, you know, you don't really quite know how it affects you and it's sometimes it's so subtle and sometimes it, it's quite obvious but and it's sometimes it um you know the magic of these type you know, the, the camino is that it's sometimes not even until you get home and you just think oh you know something's different about me and i'm not quite sure what it is but i'm certainly not the same person that stepped onto the path you know so many days ago yeah, that's very true. <laughs> in fact, uh, I would say the majority of the podcasts I've done, people have said, really, the Camino begins when you get home. Um, mm. Joe, you talk about a healing and transformation of mind, body and soul. How? Mm. How does the Camino do that? Um. Well, that's a good question. It's really, I don't know exactly how it does it. I know that it just does it um, without you even knowing. And sometimes, you know, it's just really about letting go and allowing the Camino to do its magic. You know, I do think it's a divine, um, a divine walk, um, pilgrimage. And just by doing the pilgrimage, you know, you you tap into into a different realm. 
a different existence. And and do you think, I mean, it's a difficult question for you to answer, but I'm going to lob it in your lap anyway. Um, do you think that everybody is open to it? Well, I think that they would be open to it, even if they don't know. Otherwise, they wouldn't be walking the Camino. Good answer. <laughs> That's a good answer. How do you know when the Camino is calling you, do you think? <laughs> well, it's like this energetic pull on your on on your heart, on your psyche. And, you know, sometimes it can be as subtle as just a little whisper. And sometimes it's like a big sledgehammer that hits you right at once. <laughs> that's, that's another good answer. You, you pose a question on your website. You say... Do you feel a deep yearning to take time out from your everyday life and reassess your life's journey? So uh, I would suggest to you, Joanne, that's very much a pilgrim's pursuit, isn't it? It is very much a pilgrim's pursuit. And I think that, you know, the Camino calls people when they're ready for that, you know, that um, space to step out of their everyday life and just reassess and reflect and, you know, regenerate and rejuvenate. So tell us about how your journey as a guide began. Uh, Well, in 2011, when I was working on the cruise ship, uh, I was lucky enough to go around um, and be the host of the um, shore excursions. And so... You know, a lot of them, a lot of the shore excursions, some of the shore excursion hosts, um, their English their English skills weren't great and it was hard to understand them. So I would get on the microphone and translate what he'd just said. Um, and so that was pretty much the start of it. And so I went to a lot of the sacred sites. Every time the cruise ship come into town, I'd go there and... Um, put my hand up and say, "Yep, I'll go do that." And um, that's pretty much how it started. But it's not for everybody. Um, it's not for everybody, is it? What's not for everybody? Guiding people. Guiding people. Oh, look, no. I think that uh, it's not. I think it's something that you really want to do. You know, it's well. You know, working with people and working directly with people. It is a special kind of person who does that. Yeah, yeah. And you also founded Camino Community in Melbourne. Is there a strong Camino Fellowship there? There is. I started that in 2013. Um, When I got home, you know, a lot of my family and friends were so sick to death of hearing me talk about the Camino and I really felt like I <laughs> I needed somebody else to talk to because, you know, um, I was starting to scare my family away. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I went looking for somebody or somewhere I could actually vent this, you know, enthusiasm and this love for the Camino and I couldn't find anything. So I went, all right, okay, well, I'll just make one. And so that was pretty much the start of it. And look, we have an average between 25 and 30 pilgrims that attend our gatherings every month. That's the reason I'm talking to you. (laughs) It's because when I came back, I, I needed some way to continue my engagement. Uh, so I started yeah. this podcast. Um, that's precisely the same reason why you started 
the uh, the Camino community in Melbourne. And mm. and and you mentioned earlier that you worked as a volunteer hospitalero in Albergo Renero. How did you find yes, the experience? Well, I, to be quite honest, I found it was look, it was an amazing experience. And anybody and everybody that has been a hospitalist will um, surely have similar words that it was quite amazing. Personally, um, it was rewarding. Um, but also, you know, it came up with its um, challenge. It's hard work. You know, you've got to clean and do all sorts of, you know, the daily chores. But it's like um, hosting a sleepover summer party for 33 pilgrims every night. So they'd come knocking on your door and you'd open it up with, open up the door with um, a smile and, a, and welcome arms. And, um, you know, they'd come and they'd drink wine and have dinner together and, then in the morning they'd leave and then, you know, you'd clean up the house and make sure it's ready for the next load of, of, of pilgrims. So how did that change you as a pilgrim? Working as somebody taking care of pilgrims for that short amount of time, how did it change you as a pilgrim and your attitude toward perhaps people where you stayed? Uh, I suppose it gave me a really good insight to the other side of, you know, how the how the Camino operates, you know, and it gave me a really good insight to these amazing people who dedicate their their life and their time, you know, in service, just so that we can, you know, have somewhere to stay. Yeah, they do, and. They work long days, and you'd be aware of that, wouldn't you? They are long yeah, very days. Much so. Yeah, they are long days. They are very much long days. You know, and other than that, you know, I used to when I was the hospitalist, I also um, would do foot massages and and energy healing. Um, so you know, it was another aspect of you know, um, you just do what you you can do. Um, for the people who, for the pilgrims who um, turn up on your door, we're going to get to your energy healing in in, in a minute. But but first, um, you now offer Camino preparation workshops. What's the most critical yes, piece of advice do you think that you give people? I think it's really about their feetwear. You know, I think that you know without the correct footwear, you know, warning boots that are, you know, not brand new like I my first one was. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, it's it can make or break your Camino, your feet wear. You know, without the correct ones that don't work for you, then, you know, it's everything. So footwear what about what what would I what's something I have to take in my backpack? something that you'd have to take in your backpack. Um, toothbrush. <laughs> Good call. Was, Good call. <laughs> what's something I could leave? Okay, what's something I could leave behind? Oh, you could leave behind so many things, you know. You could leave behind your phone if you really wanted to. You Oh, okay. fantastic. Anything, oh, thank you know. goodness for all of that. Yeah, how good's that? When you're on your tour... You're walking, you said before, start by 20 k's a day, 15 at the end. 
What happens if someone falls behind if they're not coping? Um, well, I fall behind with them. So, you know, I make right. sure that they're, they're okay. Um, you know, the people who are, the women who are um, not having any physical tr- um, struggles or anything, they've got a choice to um, wait and slow down um, or they've got a choice to walk at their own pace. I always suggest that they, everybody walks at their own pace because it's hard to, um, because it's their Camino and, you know, I want them to experience their Camino the way they would like to experience it. So the people who are struggling and falling behind, well, I make sure that they're okay and um, and that they're not alone. And and that's a lot like your job as a hospitalero, right? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, that, that's a lot like your job as a hospitalero, that, that you're making sure that somebody who's not coping is, is cared for. Yeah, that's right. I think that that's, you know, I think people do that anyway, naturally on the Camino. Yeah, yeah, that's right, they do. So we talked about your energy healing just a moment ago and you're also a Reiki master, an energy healer. So tell us about the energy of the Camino from someone who knows a thing or two about energy. How do you describe it to people? Oh, it's, it's hard to describe it to people who don't really have an understanding or or not really open to the fact that we are energy and, you know, your emotions are are all part of that energy system. Um, And for the Camino, I think the thing that comes up for me is that, you know, it's it's evident um, our weaknesses and that that come up and show us um, what needs to be healed. You know, within our own within our own minds, our own body. And do you think that by stepping onto the Camino, we're opening up ourselves and exposing those things that need most healing? Yes, definitely. I think the Camino it shows you it shows you your weakness and, and your strengths, and you um, learn a lot about yourself when you're off the Camino de Santiago. Do you think that everybody that that happens to everybody who steps onto the way? Do I think that that happens to everybody? Mm, that steps onto the Camino? Well, I think that everybody learns something about themselves when they walk on the Camino. Even if they're perhaps, dare I say, in denial about the inadverted commas energy? Well, they can name it whatever they like. You know, I think that the Camino does show and just, you know, by looking at other people's, you know, it does show you where you are at mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Anyway, if you if you if you really ha- have some reflection on what's coming up for you on the Camino, then you can go a little bit deeper and um, maybe have some reflection time and work out what that what that message is for you. Yeah, that's a great answer. That's a great answer, Joanne. That is, yeah, you've just summed it up perfectly. If you're willing to read the message or take heed of the message that the Camino is sending to you, that's the message you need to take notice of. The Reiki master, the energy healer, that must 
they must be pretty handy skills on the Camino. I can imagine that you'd be doing some 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 handy work. Uh, yeah, look, I had um, quite a few people, you know, um, very happy after they'd got their foot massaged. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 the actual energy healing is more about it's it's like an external thing, isn't it? It is an internal thing, and you know, uh, it's true. But they have to be open to that, you know. I'm 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 just the conduit, really. You know, I'm I'm just the facilitator. Yeah, that's a, yeah, well, okay. So you're, you're the conduit. I like that. So your website says Camino Journeys for Women is an extension of Joanne's intention to interweave spirituality and the magic of adventure into the hearts of each participant forever. So can I ask you then, and a lot of my guests talk about their Camino family, are you excluded, Joanne, from experiencing a Camino family if you're part of a group? No, I don't think so. I think that um, your group could be a Camino family if you have that connection. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're spending, you know, with my women's trip, you know, you're spending a lot of time, you know, with each other, you know, and we have a sharing circle. So, you know, it's very similar, but it's not, it's, um, it's also very intimate. So, you know, we have a sharing circle at night time. So we, it's a space for, um, it's a space for sharing and it's a space for deeper inner work. Do you think, I suppose it's a crazy question to ask, but is group travel for everyone? No, definitely not. It's a group travel is not for everybody. You know, it's 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 not. No. And do you know of people, or would you expect people who perhaps have stepped onto the Camino as part of a group initially that they maybe one day will come back on their own? Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. Um, one of the ladies who walked with me, she said, oh, um, she said that she would definitely come back and walk, you know, from the, the start, you know. Um, so that's great. So, uh, so I, I yeah, encourage her, encourage yeah. her to do so. Yeah, and so a tour might be a very good way for you to dip your toe in the water perhaps. Yeah, look, it's definitely a great yeah, opportunity for women who, who may not, feel like that they can do the whole Camino, um, you know, I show them that this is an experience for them so that they can maybe try it out and see how they cope with 100 kilometres and, you know, they that might be enough for that, that particular person. Or they might go, you know what, it's, it's um, easier than I thought it was going to be and I'm ready for the bigger step. I don't know. Each yeah. person is different. Yeah, each person is different. That's fantastic, Joe. I have to say, and I've, I have written here on the page here, yours is a pretty good job. You must love it. Look, I do. I love um, sharing my experiences and my knowledge and um, what I've learnt on the Camino and how it's affected me. It, it truly is. Um, it's, it's, it is really is life's, one of life's greatest gifts you can give yourself. Now, just off the script here a little bit i saw some pictures after you'd finished that your last camino were you an, on an island in france at a castle where was where island. was that 
I was on an island where? In France, was it? Yeah, yeah. So after I left the, the women in um, in Santiago de Compostela, I went on to Lourdes um, for, for my own pilgrimage. And then I went on to Mont-Saint-Michel, which is in France, in Normandy. The photographs were extraordinary. Oh, yeah. It's extra- both of those places are, are extraordinary places. And it's... Um, well, if I can encourage everybody to go to those places, it's 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 amazing. Well, that leads me perfectly to the next line on my script, Joanne. It says, your website has a quote from St. Augustine, who says, mm-hmm. the world is a book and those who do not travel only read a page. And I've said here, there's nothing quite like a good book. You're right. There is nothing like quite like a good book, but experience is everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Joanne, and safe travels as you prepare for your next Camino. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. Thanks very much, Dan. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, Joanne Cashman there, founder of Camino Journeys for Women. You can find out more at CaminoJourneysForWomen.com.au And I'll be back next week with another Camino story and I've had confirmation during the week that I'll be heading back to the Camino myself in late August and I'll be answering the call Joe was talking about. More details to come in the meantime and until next week, one Camino. Camino.